This is episode 45 of The Ben Wasserman Show. In this episode, I only talk about one thing, and that is how bad the New York Yankees are. What a surprise. They're coming off a series loss to the Colorado Rockies. I was not happy. Here it is. Enjoy. On the night of July 16th, I start this Ben Wasserman show by saying that the New York Yankees sit in last place in the American League East. Let me repeat that. The month is July. The date is 16th. More than four months into the season. 94 games into the season and the New York Yankees sit in last place tied with the Boston Red Sox 50 and 44 nine games behind the Tampa Bay Rays eight games behind the Baltimore Orioles and in the wild card one and a half games behind the Houston Astros I will get into the Yankees series against the Colorado Rockies a series that I said was as close to a must-win series as can be. And you guys know my stance on the words must-win. I don't say them unless it's actually a must-win to either get into the playoffs or to keep your season alive. But this series against the Rockies was as close to a must-win series as possible. I will get into the Josh Donaldson injury, the Anthony Rizzo slump, the Aaron Boone bullpen that simply cost the game twice today. I will get into it all, but first off, thank you all for tuning in to the Ben Wasserman Show. I thoroughly appreciate each and every one of you, and I want to say this. On this Sunday, July 16th, happy National Ice Cream Day. And if you're listening or watching on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or a different Sunday, It doesn't matter because to make up for watching the New York Yankees or talking about the New York Yankees or seeing them or hearing about them, to make up for that in your life, go get yourself a cup cup of ice cream. My personal favorite is mint chocolate chip. I just went to get ice cream after the Yankees game and it did actually make me feel better. I got mint chocolate chip with gummy bears. It was very good. Some, I don't want to say hot takes, some haters don't like the gummy bears that I get, aka my girlfriend, but that will be a story for another day, potentially after the season ends and after I talk about how the Yankees missed the playoffs. Let me repeat basically what I just said two minutes ago. The Yankees are in last place and they just lost a series to the Colorado Rockies who are 36 and 58. The New York Yankees, a top five payroll in baseball, a team that even without Aaron Judge still has MVPs in the lineup, has World Series champions in the lineup, has the best pitcher in baseball on their team, has the best bullpen in baseball, lost two out of three games. That is disgusting. That is pitiful. That is embarrassing, and that simply could not happen, cannot happen. It doesn't matter what position you are in the season. 
if the Yankees were in first place and lost to the Rockies, I would still be mad. But the Yankees are in last place and lost to the Rockies. And I want to start this show off by reading a tweet that I just read. I actually have two tweets. They're both from the guys over at John Boy. First one. Today was the first loss in Yankees history in which they had multiple leads of two-plus runs in the eighth inning or later. It, it is unbelievable. It is unheard of. They continue to find ways to lose. Championship teams find ways to win. And they find ways to win games even when they do mess up. But the Yankees find ways to lose and they gift wrap wins to the opponent. In this case, the Colorado Rockies. And the second tweet, and I actually love this tweet. Is from our boy over at John Boy talking Jake. And he said, Yankees players are shocked. Yankees coaches are shocked. Yankees front office is shocked. We heard how Steinbrenner a few weeks ago. I don't understand why the fans are confused. I don't understand why they're mad. This team is in the race. This team is good. Because the team sucks. That's why we're mad. Rockies fans shocked. Yankees fans expected because if you ask any Yankees fan in the past month, in the past two months, how is the team? Will they make the playoffs? They would say the team sucks and you cannot confidently say that they will make the playoffs. This team sucks. Okay. That is the fact. If the pitching is good, then the hitting is not going to be good. If the pitching is not good, then the hitting is not going to be good. It, no, nothing could ever be good. And if they win a game one day, they ain't going to win the game the next day. They're, this team, I cannot confidently say that they will make the playoffs. I cannot confidently say that anything will turn around because they are a poor base running team. We saw it with Harrison Bader late in today's game. They are... Not all the time, but sometimes a poor defensive team, Glaber Torres, a few weeks ago. And they are a team that can't do the right things at the right time. Sure, today they had great at-bats. Specifically from Oswaldo Cabrera, from Anthony Volpe, from, you know, you could go down the list. They had good at-bats. But the bullpen failed them. And they also didn't have those good at-bats on Friday. And they certainly didn't have those good at-bats in the first five innings of today's game, the third game. I'll get into more of today's game later on in the show, but I wanted to open up this show with the monologue of continuing to preach the statement that this Yankees team finds new ways to lose, and they don't just lose. They find new ways to heartbreakingly lose and have their worst losses of the season. It is a downward spiral every single day. And until their kind of philosophy or roster management changes, until they can get guys who can consistently put bats on the ball, get guys who can not make dumb mistakes, get a manager who knows how to use a bullpen, then this ain't ever going to change. It's not ever going to change. It, it is as bad as I've seen it in a long time. This is probably the worst Yankees team I have watched since 
2016? 2016. And this is a team that came into the season as one of the World Series favorites. I think if you really look at it, what the Yankees are doing this year is even worse than what's going on in the other borough in Queens. I truly, truly believe that. Because if you look at the Yankees roster and the Mets roster, the Mets have great players, no doubt about it. Highest payroll in baseball. But if you were to ask anybody before the season, who has a better chance of winning a World Series? They would tell you the Yankees. And now you ask them on July 16th. Last place. The Colorado Rockies. 36-win baseball team. And Aaron Boone, and I respect this part of Aaron Boone. I think he goes about it the right way, but it annoys me. And I think that's okay for me to say. I spoke about this on last week's episode. I said he would not ever publicly embarrass his players as much as sometimes I wish he would. But what annoys me is he says the guys are competing or his new best line is, oh, they're getting bats on the ball. They're, they're really hitting the ball hard. What the heck does that matter? Why does that matter? They're hitting the ball hard. Oh, but it just happens to go right to somebody's glove. I understand why he says the things that he says. And that's how you keep a job in the major leagues. And that's the, the right way to go about it. But it just annoys me so much. The things that Aaron Boone says after the games. The, the, the actions that Aaron Boone takes during the games. It's, this is going to be a long one. The MLB trade deadline is on August 1st. That is three weeks away. The New York Yankees, I have said in the past I want them to get Cody Berenger. I am saying now I would want them to heavily pursue Juan Soto. Norwood Arenado is a target. But I think we could legitimately having a, be having a conversation that if the New York Yankees don't get better, which I nobody could say that they will, that the Yankees could be sellers at the trade deadline. Selling away guys like Harrison Bader, who's going to be a free agent. Glaber Torres, who's going to be a free agent. Some other names. That is awful. It is completely awful. But remember, guys. 45,000 people will go into Yankee Stadium every single night. They will buy beer. They will buy food. They will buy jerseys. And nothing is wrong in the Steinbrenner's mind. Nothing is wrong in the Steinbrenner's mind. Because he's going to get 45,000 people each and every night to get into the stadium. And he will probably say to you, they're one and a half games back. There ain't nothing wrong. And Aaron Boone will say to you, it's all right in front of them. That's his new best line. Don't worry, guys. It's all right in front of us. Again, I understand why he says that. But it shouldn't be right in front of you. You should be in the playoffs. Let's get into the series, how about we? Let's get into what was the worst series of the season. And you can't say that lightly because there's been a whole lot of them. There has been a whole lot of them. Friday's game, Yankees come back from the all-star break. And by the way, that was a nice break for fans. You know, it really was a nice break for fans. Monday was the home run derby. 
That was awesome. I gave out on this show Sunday night, Randy Rosarena to win the home run derby. And he, he came as close as you can get. So although we didn't like the guys in the final, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Randy Rosarena, that was a great home run derby. Julio Rodriguez, 41 home runs in the first round to beat Pete Alonso. A great home run derby. And then Tuesday, Garrett Cole started the All-Star game. You know, got through the inning, didn't give up any hits, didn't give up any runs. Got amazing defensive plays to start the game. But that was fun. And then Wednesday and Thursday was just a clear-your-head rest day. And it was a clear-your-head rest day and a much-needed clear-your-head rest days. Yankees, during the All-Star break, hired their new hitting coach, Sean Casey. I tweeted out that I liked the move. He's a guy who played in the MLB, hit well in the MLB, a guy who has a good relationship with Aaron Boone. Not that I care about that. But more importantly, he is a guy who, in his introductory press conference, preached that analytics are important, but you just have to do the right thing in the right situation. If the situation is you got to move a guy from second to third, you ain't going to try to hit a home run. If the situation is you got to lay down a bunt, then you got to lay down a bunt. So he's a guy who, from what he says, is both analytics and situation, which I think is the perfect way to go about things. And I think most importantly, in a Yankees clubhouse that is full of Debbie Downers because they suck, he steps into the clubhouse and brings good energy and different energy and a positive outlook. And I hope he still has that positive energy even after this series. I would think he does. So I liked the move. Unfortunately, the move did not translate into a series win, but he's just a hitting coach. He is not a player. Friday's game, Carlos Radon took the mound against Austin Gomber. Austin Gomber, a more than six ERA. I said before this series, it was as close to a must-win series as possible. Not only are the Rockies bad, but their pitchers are laughably bad. And yeah, I just made up that word. All right, what what did we expect? A game in Colorado where the b- balls can be flying out of the stadium? A game against Austin Gomber. And the Yankees score two runs. Two runs! Eight hits, though. So, you know, Aaron Boone's going to be happy about that. But two runs. And those two runs came in the first inning off of the bat of John Carlos Stanton, who, by the way, has looked really, really good for a good stretch of time now. I saw a stat earlier today that since early July, he's hitting close to 300. He's been really good. I got, well, no, I got no nothing bad to say about John Carlos Stanton. But Carlos Rodon... He started struggling in the second. That carried over into the fourth, and he ended his day. Five innings pitched, four earned runs. Not the best day for Rodon, but as we saw with Sunday's game, it really don't matter who's on the mound because the Yankees, they don't have an offense. So Austin Gomber shoved six innings, two earned runs. Carlos Rodon sucked. The bullpen, quote-unquote bullpen, only one guy 
who's an actual good arm in the bullpen through. That was Michael King. He wasn't good. And then Albert Abreu wasn't good either. These were my game notes for game number one. I wrote no offense, and it was bad. It, I mean, Austin Gomber, a north of six ERA in Colorado with a new hitting coach. Excuse that. My phone is ringing. I'm waiting for my mother to pick it up, and she just did. Rodon was shaky. I'm not going to get too crazy about that second start back in Colorado. He didn't have his stuff. He had zero off-speed pitches. His slider was going everywhere. He didn't have his stuff. And then after Friday's game, the Yankees were in last place. So, well, yeah, that uh, that's that. I wrote a... Kinger not good, and Albert Abreu is Albert Abreu. It was a horrible game. Now, we enter the weekend, and we have Clark Schmidt pitching on Saturday. So after the Yankees lost on Friday, I said to my good buddy at work named Rich Puko, I said, I don't think the Yankees are going to win. Now, I did say that because my belief in Clark Schmidt was not as high as it is now. Clark Schmidt, and this is something that maybe I should have been realizing before, he is really good. And he is a solid, solid starting pitcher. They said during the broadcast that since like early June or maybe before that, he's been like a top eight starting pitcher in the American League. Now, yeah, that's a lot of pitchers, but This is also a guy who was in the bullpen for his whole career and is also a guy who was absolutely disgustingly bad to start the year. Like Clark Schmidt was so bad that I was doing rants about how bad he was. Now he's really solid and has a below three ERA in like his last 10 starts. In his last 10 starts, I believe he's given up two or fewer or three or fewer earned runs. That's all you could ask for. So Clark Schmidt pitched well. Six innings, two earned runs, eight strikeouts, one walk. John Carlos Stanton got the Yankees on the board in the first. And in the second inning, the Yankees completely took it over, put up a five spot. Stanton got another home run. So then they had a six to one lead. Yankees gave up some runs in the seventh and the eighth. Final score, six to three. Pitching stats, Schmidt. Six innings pitched, two earned runs, eight strikeouts, one walk. Wendy Prata. He pitched the seventh, didn't give up any runs. He's been really good. Tommy Canely, who pitched Saturday, didn't pitch well. And then I'll get to today's game, game number three of the series. He was the, I guess if you really want to say, what is the main reason why the Yankees lost this game? You could say two things, and that's Tommy Canely didn't pitch well, and Nick Ramirez blew the lead in the 11th. I'll get to that game, but Canely... You know, he had a long streak where he didn't give up any earned runs, but he's not a guy who is a top three trusted arm in the bullpen, right? He's not Clay Holmes. He's not Wandy. He's not Michael King. He's he's kind of right behind them. And, you know, he's been struggling lately. He's probably behind Marinaccio too. But every bullpen guy has their struggles. Uh, You know, I got got trust in Canely, so he'll bounce back. And then Clay Holmes saved the game. So it was a 6-3 to game. But when I was watching on Saturday, even though the Yankees were up 6-1, to you know, you just never know with this team. 
And that is just a really horrible feeling as a fan. Your team is up six to one and you're worrying if they're going to be able to close the game with the best bullpen in the MLB. That is how bad the vibes are. Your team has the best bullpen in the MLB and a fan is worried that they're going to lose the game. And I'm not going to say they almost lost the game. They won by three, but it ain't over until it's really over. So a six to three Yankees loss. And before I get to game number three, which was the ultimate dagger, the ultimate dagger. I want to welcome on to this show, my partner on Com Radio, on the Ben and Ben show, Ben Taylor. I'm sure he is happy about the Mets victory, but I'm sure that he's also not happy because the Mets lost another series. And man, that Saturday's game was Man, that Saturday game was brutal. Ben Taylor, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, I, I was working this weekend. I got home to catch the end of the Yankee game. The Mets made me sad. They made me yeah. sad when they won today, still. It was a weird one. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch it, but I was listening on the radio, and um, I, I heard on Twitter that there was a trending get buck fired Hashtag, and I, all I heard was today's game was a weird one. I didn't watch it, it though. I don't know much about it. It was bad. It was it was bad. Trevor got instead of David Robertson, and David Robertson ended up working two innings anyway. So Buck literally was just like, "Well, he had the flu," and then everyone was like, "Well, if he had the flu, then why was he pitching today anyway?" And it, it, the Mets won. It doesn't matter. I, I'm here because I want to hear about the game three today because I watched the end of the Yankee game. And yeah, no, here's my, I mean, game three is kind of like, this is like the icing on the cake. When you talk about how bad the Yankee season is, you have Garrett Cole go out there and dominate the first six innings. And I, I wasn't mad about Aaron Boone taking him out. He threw 102 pitches. I know it's Garrett Cole, but you can't ask a lot more, especially when you got a good bullpen. So I'm not mad that they took him out, but the Yankees only put up three runs of support and those three runs came in the fifth inning. So for the first for the in the sixth inning, excuse me, for the first five innings, Garrett Cole was working with a one-nothing deficit. And he literally struck out like nine guys in a row and his offense did nothing for him. And then the offense does something. They go to the bullpen. Tommy Canley can't find the strike zone. They get the bases loaded, bring in Clay Holmes. He gives up a grand slam. Yankees get the lead back. It was just, it was as bad as it can be because, you know, Aaron Boone has this plan in his head of like how he's going to use the bullpen and and everything. And and it's just the worst plan ever. He has no feel on the game, no feel on the game at all. And the bullpen guys just completely botched it. I mean, even in the 11th inning, right? right, The 11th inning, the Yankees had a two run lead and you got Nick Ramirez coming in there and giving up a home run. On the first batter. I, I mean, it what, was as bad as it can be. Was your closer, this is what I was getting, is he not available? Was he not available today? I mean, I didn't listen to Boone's uh, press no, conference No, Clay Holmes pitched, but he only got one out, and then Boone took him out. I don't uh, get it. That sounds like Aaron Boone. Look, let's be honest. I was on Twitter today, and I forget which Yankee content creator created this, He, but he said, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs, Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone, they have to be fired. They have if, to. If, I, I think there's no doubt about it. 
Yep. So you sacrificed this season, and this is what he was saying, to get rid of those two guys. I I wanted to get your thoughts on that because I, I just don't like losing. So, I mean, I wouldn't do that. My thoughts is I'm never a fan of rooting for my team to lose except for this one scenario, and that's in football. If you're rooting for your team to tank for the number one pick because it's guaranteed, and the Jets couldn't do that years ago, and I was pissed when they beat the Rams. Remember years ago when the they were going to get Trevor Lawrence? Season. Yeah, yep, the that is the only ever. time I root for my team to lose. In baseball, I'm not going to root for, for the Yankees to lose because, and this is something that really upsets me, they are wasting Garrett Cole's prime they're wasting Aaron Judge's prime, even though he's injured. He'll be coming back soon. And it's like this team is only getting older. Anthony Rizzo, John Carlos Stanton, they're not going to be on the team in five years, most likely. And it's like well, Stanton they just keep getting worse by the week. No, you're, so, you're right. I mean, if, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, this, this Yankee team, they, it just wasn't built properly. And I don't want to take a bow, but I was the one on – our show that said I didn't think this team was built properly. And I said both teams weren't built properly. And I yeah. I don't want to be right. But my like do you think the Yankees should go after Otani? Because that's what everyone is saying in, in the media. So that's, that's I was, another question yeah. I have. I was gonna get to this later. I think they should go after Juan Soto or Nolan Arenado. Otani is a weird one and I think he's a weird one because he would be a true rental. Soto, you have him for next season. Arenado would be a rental, but he doesn't cost as much. I don't think Otani would even come to the Yankees. I'm not sure where his contract is, but I think for Otani, you would have to give up Volpe. You would have to give up Dominguez. You would have to give up Peraza. And I think if it's going to be a rental, because you can't guarantee that you're going to sign him unless you could extend him right now on August 1st, then I don't think it's worth it for a rental. I under... I. I understand how good Otani is. He's the best player in baseball, best player we've seen in a long, long time. But I don't think it's worth giving up Volpe, Dominguez, and Peraza for a rental. And I, I think it's better for them to go after Soto or Arenado or Berenger. I would love to see Soto, and I don't think you have to give up Volpe because I'm a big Volpe guy. You are. He's from but Jersey. if they sign Otani, that'd be amazing. I, but I think there is a 0% chance that he would sign with the Yankees because they're not going to match contracts like Steve Cohen, like the Dodgers, like the, I think, I think he's going to stay with the angels, honestly. I think he's going to the Dodgers, but I don't, I think the angels, he doesn't want to be with the angels anymore. He's up to the plate right now, actually on Saturday night baseball, but no, just really quick about the Yankees. Like, I don't know. Like they kind of look like they need to change firing the hitting coach. I hate to be that guy, but the Yankees did something really good PR-wise. They fired their hitting coach going to the going to a place where hitters can hit because of the air. Like the air is, I think yeah. it's denser or whatever. I'm 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 tired. I don't have the, the notes in front of me. But you hit at Coors Field unless you're the Yankees on Friday night where you only scratch two runs. Uh, oh, <laughs> Stanton is back. Everyone was saying, and then Stanton had a terrible series. I'm assuming. I was. I didn't watch Saturday. No, I he was actually good. Before. He uh, he oh. had a terrible game today. Saturday he was good, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're spot on. The air is thinner and it's higher in elevation, so it's able to fly farther. Yeah, so it's just it's gonna be a long 
summer for or end of summer, fall, early fall for us. If both our yep. teams are out of it on our show, it's gonna be like before football gets back, it's gonna be long at this rate. Yeah, and I can't remember the last time in like the middle of July that I was like thinking about football every single day. Like during the All-Star break, this might sound bad. When the Yankees didn't play, I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to watch them. And no, then like no. that sounds horrible. But I was like no, I the same thing. With the Mets. I said my I said to my dad, oh my God, we don't have to watch them play today. And he's like, Yeah, we don't. <laughs> it's a miracle. Yeah. No, but it, yep. It's bad. And after it's, losing to the Rockies, like it's been bad in the season, but after losing to the Rockies, there is no series that the Yankees will enter where I'm gonna be like, Oh, this is like a get right spot. This is the ultimate get right spot. And they choked it twice. No, they, they did choke it today. I mean, I just don't understand Aaron Boone's bullpen management. And it's the same with Buck when he brought in Trevor Gott instead of Brooks Raley. It's like these managers try to think like they're smarter than us, like Buck Showalter. He, he has these comments of like, well, what would you do in this spot? And everyone's saying the exact same, like, I don't know, go to David Robertson for two innings. It's yep. the same thing with Aaron Boone, except Aaron Boone is at least more – takes more, more accountability. But it could be worse, Yankee fans. You could have a ball literally, I don't know, like Brett Beatty, fall right in your face on a routine pop-up and yeah. question all your life decisions like I was. I Not did like, see that Brett Beatty pop-up, and, um, yeah, that, that was pretty bad. That, yeah, that was pretty bad. But at <laughs> least they won today. Yeah, they're – like like Ron Darling said, and then I'm going to get going here. Like Ron Darling said, this is the worst possible outcome for the Mets because you either wanted to get swept three games or you wanted to sweep three games. Losing two or three just leaves you in that same limbo of like, oh, we, <laughs> well, we could make a run, guys. The White Sox are coming in. Like, it had to be one or the other. Typical Mets. Yep. Now, I want to ask right. you, and then I'll let you go, if you have time to answer this question. No, I if do. Max Scherzer were to get traded tomorrow, what would be your feelings? Thank God. I, got, I, don't, like, I don't like Verlander. Scherzer, I'm tolerating, but uh, okay. Thank you. For, I, I expect some good prospects back. Yeah, to, and that's what both back in. Need. Well, no, of course but, he's going to opt back in. He's making $40 million. He pitched well today. I mean, the Mets could sweep the White Sox, and then it's like, they won four in a row, and they had a winning homestand, and then they got to go play the Sox and get – it could happen. I mean, I, I, I would like to do a trade deadline episode with you. So maybe yeah, the Mets could sure. be buyers. I don't know. Maybe the Mets could be buyers. I don't know. Well, could you imagine a situation in these next two weeks where the Mets are buyers and the Yankees are, like, selling off Glaber Torres? Yes, because I could totally – I think the Yankees are finished. I don't think Stanton's coming back. Not Stanton. Judge, excuse me. Judge, I don't think he's coming back. Uh, the Yankees look lifeless. Their approach at the plate has not changed. And I watched 12 innings of them this weekend, so you watched all the games. So I'm not going to just – you know more yeah. than I would. Like, But nothing's changed. Garrett Cole might win the Cy Young this year. He, he, he's my favorite right now. But after that, it's like – the Yankee bullpen is good, but it's like the 2010-2011 Jet defense. It's really <laughs> good, but when they need a big stop or a big out, it's terrible. 
Yeah, that's how it was last year for the Jets as well. <laughs> See, I don't buy sports. Nah, but it, it was fun. I'll let you get back to your show. And let's go Mets. Hey, I appreciate you stopping in here. You know you got the invite anytime. And go enjoy your win for tonight. Enjoy your off day tomorrow. It's always good when the Mets have an off day because it's like I get to have two days of winning. I get to have a streak. <laughs> uh, the great Ben Taylor joined the show. I'm glad he's happy. But as he said with the Ron Darling comment, he's in a little bit of a limbo. And for Yankees fans, there is no limbo. And I didn't even talk about the biggest storyline from game two. So before I get into my thoughts on game three, which I kind of just did with Ben Taylor, I want to talk about my storyline for game two. And that is, and I'm not celebrating an injury here, but that Josh Donaldson, our great friend, got hurt. And let me say one thing. Before he even started running to first base, I was thinking in my head, he looks weird. Because he hit the ball, stopped. And then started running. So it looked like he pulled something during the swing. And then he ran full speed and really pulled something. So I don't wish injury on players. But I know fans probably were happy when he got injured. And I know for myself, I'm not going to say I was happy. But I was thinking about the opportunity that ended up coming along today for Oswald Peraza and was getting excited about that. And I will admit, I said something to my great, beautiful girlfriend when Josh Donaldson got hurt. And that was, that could have been and possibly, well, let me refrain. I said, that probably was Josh Donaldson's last moment as a Yankee. Now, do I truly believe that? Mm, I think it was like a 75% chance, but I 75% of me thinks that that injury could be Josh Donaldson's last moment because if Oswald Peraza comes in to the Yankees like he did today and seizes the opportunity like he did today, there is no reason why the Yankees need to go back to Josh Donaldson. Cut him, pay the money, send him to Cancun. Let me repeat that. If Oswald Peraza seizes the opportunity in the field, in the plate, on the base paths, in the clubhouse, everything, and dominates in the show, there is no reason why Josh Donaldson needs to return to the Yankees. We will see how these next, I would say, two weeks play out. But that was a big storyline from Saturday's victory. Josh Donaldson going down. I wish him the best in recovery, but I am excited to watch Oswald Peraza. He deserves it. And let's be real, everybody would rather watch him than Peraza. My notes for game two consisted of Stanton looks good. And well, he didn't look good in game three, but he overall looks a lot better. Clark is good, touched on that. And I wrote, they won. Wow. But then Sunday came, and I just touched on this with Ben Taylor, so I don't want to repeat myself. Yankees did nothing for the first five innings. Garrett Cole shoved 11 strikeouts. And I said this 
when Ben Taylor was on the show, I said a big reason why I get so frustrated with this team is because they are wasting away Garrett Cole's prime. You guys know how much I like Garrett Cole. I almost like him to the point where it might be a little weird. I love his pitching motion. I love what he does on the mound. He gets mad when he doesn't hit his spots. He gets fired up. He has his moments like he did against Seattle where he finger wags. I like him because of what he does in the dugout. You could see him helping other pitchers, teaching, being a leader. He is a true ace. He is a true leader. And he's my favorite player. I'm wearing his shirt right now. And he is having one of the best seasons of his career. Maybe not as good as he was on the Astros. Different situation. But he is having one of the best seasons of his career. And as Benny Taylor said, he is a favorite in his mind and in my mind, and in probably right now, many other people's minds, to win the American League Cy Young. And the Yankees are wasting that away. They are. They flat out are wasting it. This guy got 11 strikeouts, gave up two hits, one run. Dominant, dominant, dominant. 102 pitches. I was not mad when they took him out. Wandy pitched the seventh. Dominant. And then the issue came in the eighth. Tommy Canely couldn't get the much-needed third out. Got two outs and left the bases loaded for Clay Holmes, who ended up giving up that grand slam and then ended up giving up another run after the grand slam. Well, he gave up that grand slam. Ian Hamilton came in for the ninth and the tenth, pitched well. But as we all know, when the game goes to extras, it's like it's like when the New Jersey Devils in 2016 would go to shootout. And if you don't know, the New Jersey Devils in 2016 or 2015 never won a shootout game. They didn't win one. And the Yankees, it seems like, Never win extra inning games. They got the lead. Oh, Nick Ramirez will just give it back. They get the lead again. Oh, Ron Marinaccio will just give it back. It was abysmal. It was the worst loss of the season. It was the most painful loss of the season. And it's simply a loss that cannot happen in this point. Of the season. You guys get the point? The Yankees suck. Here are my game three notes. Cole Masterclass. Offense not enough. Bullpen blah. Boone blah. Last place again. I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is DJ LeMayhew looked good. Glaber Torres looked really good. John Carlos Stanton also looked good. Touched on him. Bad news is... Where is Anthony Rizzo? You guys know that game? Where is Waldo? Where is Anthony Rizzo? Yeah, sure. He had a few good at-bats. Can this guy get a home run? Can Anthony Rizzo get a home run? The answer is no. Can Anthony Rizzo get a big hit? Bases loaded. Bases loaded with Anthony Rizzo up. Out. Can't do anything. 
if Anthony Rizzo wasn't liked as much as he is, he would be getting booed right now and be getting crapped on maybe as much as Joey Gallo was last year. Terrible. Terrible. Also, Harrison Bader is slumping. Whew. Doesn't get worse than this, folks. But don't worry. According to Aaron Boone, it's right in front of them. They're only one and a half games back. Don't worry. Talking about being back, Aaron Judge might be back soon. He took batting practice. He was on the field. I think he will be back soon. I originally said September, but who am I? I'm just a fan. I think he will be back soon. And that would be amazing. Simply said. And then I said this with Ben Taylor on the show. And I said I wanted Juan Soto. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I think the Yankees at the trade deadline are going to get somebody who nobody knows about. He's probably going to be good, but he will not change the team at all. If the Yankees got Juan Soto, will he change the team? He'll probably make them a little bit better. But the only person who could truly change the team right now is the only person who has truly changed the team the past few seasons. And that's Aaron Judge. Because this team right now, Dunzo. Let's look ahead to this next series against the Angels. The Angels are 46 and 47. Not very good, but uh yeah, we know how uh we you know. Luis Severino versus Griffin Canning. Griffin Canning, 4.62 ERA, 6 and 4. He's probably gonna look like Cy Young on the mound. Luis Severino, uh, if he gives up less than four runs. I will be shocked and might actually pop a bottle of champagne. I said in, I think it was two episodes ago, that he should be in the bullpen. Uh, it's time to shine, Luis. It's time to shine. I heard today from, I believe, Meredith Marakovitz that he is no longer going to pitch straight on. He will be pitching from the stretch at all times to eliminate movement in his arm and showing the baseball, I believe. So, uh, Luis Severino, please do something. But Luis Severino, I don't think you will do anything good. Tuesday's pitching matchup. Domingo Herman, Mr. Perfecto, who is coming off a very good game against the Cubs, going up against Patrick Sandoval. And then Wednesday's starting pitcher for the Yankees is Carlos Radon. And there is nobody confirmed yet for the Angels. Do I think they're going to win this series? No. No, I don't. That's all I got, folks. That's all I got. The Yankees suck. Everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your Sunday night, and whatever you do, do not think about the Yankees. Do not watch any highlights. Go celebrate National Ice Cream Day, and if you want to see my ice cream from today, go check it out on my Twitter, at Ben Wasserman 4. If you want to see me glamour about Garrett Cole, go check out my TikTok, at Ben the Sports Guy. And if you want to see some cool edited videos, 
about hockey or about the Yankees, go check out my Instagram at ben.wasserman underscore. Thank you. See you. The Yankees make my eyes bleed.